0: Join a gym, stop drinking, make a bunch of resolutions, or take our word for it. We know the most extreme, relaxing, delicious, and contemplative ways to enjoy Denver's darkest, coldest month. And we're gonna tell you about them. Today is Tuesday, January 2nd. I'm Bree Davies, and here's what Denver's talking about. newsletter editor, Peyton Garcia. Good morning. Good morning, Bree, And producer Paul Carolli, hello. Happy New Year, Brie. Oh yeah, happy New Year. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> do you guys like January? I mean, in Denver, I don't know, in general? How do you feel about
1: January, Paul? I really like January. And at the same time, today's assignment was very difficult. Yeah. Because for me, January is a time of like biding power, like gathering strength and quiet contemplation and like learning new practices or getting to know yourself better. I don't know. But that's not normally what we talk about on this guide show. Normally it's like, here's cool stuff to do. And yeah, there is still some of that. I found some cool stuff. It's January.
0: It's really a dead zone out there though. Yeah. It's hard. I'm with you on that feeling of like new beginnings. This is always the time when I pretend I'm going to become a book reader. So I was like, start <laughs> a book. Have you picked one? I've tried to read this conscious parenting book like three times. So I'm just going to give it another okay. good old college try. But I'm a magazine guy. I just love magazines. So, Mm -hmm. but again, this year, I'm going to try to read more books.
2: As long as you're getting your brain vegetables from somewhere. (laughs) I'm like, I'm talking to you, Peyton, who's like, (laughs) I don't know how
0: many books you consume a year.
2: Actually, my quote unquote resolution, it's to get back into my book reading habits because I used to read like two books a month and then I had a baby and now- I haven't read a book since he was born. So it makes me really, really sad. Um, and I am going to try and change that. I believe in you. Thanks. I think you have it.
0: I think you got it. Well, there's still cool stuff to do in Denver. I, I don't want us to undersell this. And I think that's what we want to talk about. Peyton, let's start with you. What is something that you have on your list to, to do in January here in Denver? Yeah, something I want to do this
2: month is actually something that was happening, it's been happening since like I gosh, I don't even know when it started, maybe like November. It was happening last year. But I don't know, the holidays just get so crazy and I didn't get a chance to do it. And it was also really hard to get tickets to, probably because people were doing it. And so now I'm really hoping that it's it's died down. The like the hype has died down a little bit and I can nab tickets to this. And what I'm talking about is candlelight concerts. Have you guys heard of this? No.
1: Yeah. What's, what is this?
2: Yeah, it's happening at, um, it happens at Kirk of Highland. That's the venue. I don't know if you're familiar with it. There's a picture on the website and it looks really pretty, but they, it's an orchestra concert and it's illuminated completely by candles.
0: So they just have candles all over this venue and it's gorgeous. And it's a beautiful old church on like the north side. Yeah.
1: I'm looking at it now. This is incredible
2: it's stunning. And so then they have, and they have a, um, they have shows that happen every, I don't know, week, couple of weeks, I think. And it's different things. So like some of the ones, like they're doing a tribute to Adele, a tribute to Fleetwood Mac, a tribute to Hans Zimmer, a tribute to Coldplay, all sorts of cool stuff. Um, the one.
1: Hans Zimmer. (laughs) Yeah. Hans Zimmer, great composer. I liked his score to Interstellar. That's my rec for the listener.
2: I see. I wouldn't know. I have no idea. I don't know. I I was like, I'm dying
0: to hear what show you want to go to because I feel like this is an experience for you, Peyton, in general. But I know you're not a big music person.
2: (laughs) Oh, you're going to love this then, Brie. First of all, I want (laughs) to say um, last year they had a Taylor Swift one, which sold out in like seconds. So that would have been my dream concert. Totally. But the one I want to go to is uh, Magical Movie Soundtracks on January 26th. Perfect. So they'll do all of the like classic Disney songs which i love and i listen to actually a lot more now that i have a baby in fact he would enjoy this but tickets really aren't that bad so depending on where you want to sit you can get them for as cheap as 29 dollars or as much as 52 dollars and I just really, really want to go to this. They sold out so fast. I wanted to plug them in the newsletter a few times last year, but I just like couldn't give enough advance notice because they were selling out so quickly. So anyways, it's January 2nd, and I am going
0: to try and nab a ticket to one of these shows. Well, I'm glad you put it on our radar, too, because I understand like it's hard for us to put events in the newsletter if they automatically sell out because then people can't go. Mm-hmm. But now we're letting people know you can watch for it and grab those tickets for the thing that pops up at the Kirk of Highland venue space when you immediately when you see it. I think about, we went through this with Dyketopia because Dyktopia sells out every time. And so we never could really talk about it. And then the last, the holiday show, Paul and I logged on at like noon to get our tickets. So putting it on your calendars ahead, think about it. I love this idea, Peyton.
1: Good call. Incredible pick. I'm thinking about which one, the Hans Zimmer or like the Coldplay also <laughs> sounds good. Like that feels right for a church, big swooping strings. Yeah. Good pick. Sold.
0: Thank you. Paul, what's uh, what's on your calendar for January?
1: Well, I thought about talking about uh, winter hikes, which is I, I think mm. a really nice thing to do in January. Like micro spikes are a good investment if you've never used a pair of those for a winter hike. But I think people know about that stuff. So something that I'm actually extremely passionate about since the pandemic, but has I've kept doing oddly enough is I love jigsaw puzzles. And I now have very strong opinions about exactly which type of jigsaw puzzle I love. And, and it's these puzzles that feature the art of Charlie Harper, who was, uh, you know, a fellow Ohioan like me, but, uh, he, he did these very famous, uh, pictures of, uh, like animals and stuff for parks, national parks, posters. He was a graphic designer primarily. And he has this really distinctive style that is perfect for the jigsaw puzzle format. And I think January is a great Hmm. month to get into this. He has one for Rocky Mountain National Park that's got a beaver on it. It's very cute. So that would be my pick.
0: few questions on your approach. Yes. Uh, A, what size do you go for? You like a, you know what I mean? How many pieces is your average?
1: 1,000 pieces. Yeah, 500, I feel like I go through too quickly. Although Megan, my wife, has gotten pretty into it. So I think we might want to bump up to 2,000. Because you got two two people on it. Yeah. Um, Other question, is this something you plan out, sit down, do
0: it in a day? Or are you one of those people that like wanders around your table for weeks and just like puts pieces in as you
1: go? A little of column A, a little of column B. <laughs> okay. You know, sometimes you want a nice dedicated time. Like last night, the internet went out at our place, which, you know, happens more during the winter. And what do you do? Puzzle time. puzzling a podcast.
2: I love this. I'm a big puzzle person. And uh, yeah, my husband and I do the same thing where we're like, you know what, we're going to do puzzle this week. And we Carve out a couple of nights after the baby goes to bed.
1: Check out this Rocky Mountain National Park one. You just see the style. See what it, see what I'm talking about with this these angles and the design.
2: Let me see. Let me see. Oh, that is pretty. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I see what you mean when you say when you say it's perfect for jigsaw puzzles because it's like very geometric, like the the picture mm-hmm. itself. So that's and that's saying something because I'm I only like doing Liberty puzzles now. I mean they're super like the top of the line oh they're the fancy boulder puzzles they're so fun but that's right this is cool i like this paul thousand is ambitious i don't when i graduated college my mother-in-law got me a five thousand dollar or five thousand piece puzzle (laughs) which i was like that doesn't like yeah as a present and i was like I just finished college why do you want me to do
0: more work (laughs) willie's mom was testing you
2: i
1: know (laughs) what does it mean
2: exactly that's what i said and i never did the puzzle
1: what does that mean
0: Hmm. oh this sounds deeper (sighs) another show (laughs) another show another time
1: yes we'll dig deep into the puzzle mystery
0: okay puzzles i like it nice pick paul
1: Bree, give, uh, give us your experience, your thing to do in January.
0: Oh, you know, witchy old me found an astrology class. Mm-hmm. Beginner's Guide to Astrology. Um, they go through all 12 signs of the Western, solar zodiac, talk about the four elements and how they connect with each sign. And then you can also get a full sort of a full chart of yourself. You just need to bring your birth time, birthplace, and birth date, and then you will get your rising sun and moon signs every person has sort of three different categories for signs. I know if you don't care about this, you're like, who cares? But to me, it's very telling. I'm a Virgo, Virgo, Virgo. So if anybody listening to this is like, wow, is Brie a serial killer? That's what a Virgo, Virgo, Virgo is. <laughs> <laughs> What's cool too, is it's family friendly. I mean, it's for older children, teens, but like, I don't know, you get to go through and learn about astrology a little bit. And it just, it's one of those things that relates to my beginning of the year Yeah, looking at Looking ahead at the year, thinking about challenges, thinking about helps you set intentions. Yeah. Digging into what I want to focus on in the year. And a lot of that for me usually has to do with astrology and tarot. And I thought, why don't I learn a little bit more from somebody who's an expert? So this is happening on the art in the art district on Santa Fe. And we'll put a link in the show notes.
1: What's the name of the place and like the the name of the the class?
0: It's so the class is called astrology class, a beginner's guide from Grace Noel Art. And it's 25 to 40 bucks for the class. I think it's pretty reasonable. Also, you're getting a little bit of your birth sign or your birth chart, which is something you generally have to pay for anyway when you go to an astrologer. So you get to kind of do it yourself. I like that. That's me and my witchy self. We'll be learning more about astrology to annoy people like Paul at parties. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> Just kidding.
1: <laughs> Shipping can make or break a sale.
0: Is there something, Peyton, you're looking forward to eating or drinking in January in Denver? Yeah, actually. So every
2: year, let me, let me give you a little backstory. Every year around the holidays, my mom and sister and I like to do a holiday tea. So we we try mm. and do a different place every yeah. time. So we did like the Brown Palace one year. We did Hotel Boulderado the next year. And we didn't get around to it this year. So apparently January is just when I do stuff I didn't do in December. <laughs> We, we didn't get around to it and they book out like those kinds of things book out so, 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 so fast. But uh, we're going to go check out this place called Babe's Tea Room and it's in the Highland, and it's a little woman-owned tea shop, and it's different than like the fancy hotel ones we've done before. It's like really cute. It's like been named one of the most Instagrammable places in Denver. It's very cute. Like the aesthetic and the decor is just adorable. Olivia would probably love it. Aesthetics all about aesthetics. Yeah. And, and they're still doing their holiday teas into January. So we uh booked ourselves a little tea date there. I don't know. It's kind of same thing, just kind of, of a gentle way to ease into the new year. Uh, their little bites look so delicious. And they've got an incredible menu of fancy coffees and like over a hundred different loose leaf tea options.
1: Tell me about these bites, Peyton. What am I biting?
2: Well, they, they have, you know, they have like petite fours and little sugar cookies and scones with special jellies and jams and frostings. They've got macaroons. They've got uh, little tarts and cupcakes, all the stuff, all the little finger foods that you want with tea. Look at their Instagram. You can find them at Babe's Tea Room on Instagram. And that alone will make you want to go. So I'm really excited. Just a little girl time tea date in January at Babe's Tea
0: Room in the Highland. I love doing those. I love another. I think the Brown Palace is amazing, but I like that there's other options out there Mm -hmm. for a little bit different experience because that's a very specific experience at the Brown Palace. And this sounds like it could be something totally different.
2: Yeah, that's why we try and go somewhere different every time. Like Brown Palace, if you want to get in, you have to make your reservation in like October to go in in like December, because they sell out like instantly. And then we did Hotel Boulderado, which is like, you know, fancy. And they have the giant Christmas tree and the Christmas music, which is fun. But um, this one's like a little more casual, a little more intimate. Yeah, it looks really adorable.
0: I like it. I like this
2: idea.
1: Uh, I'm scrolling here, Peyton. It is It is uh, very adorable, confirmed. Isn't it? Yeah, all the white and the pink. It's fun. like
2: perfect for a mother-daughter tea date. It's very Aww. sweet.
0: You and Tara. What's your sister's name? Taylor. Oh, Taylor. What a great, your mom picked great names. Thanks. Good job, Tara.
1: Shameless pandering to one of our number one listeners. That's fine. That's fine. Tara, I also like <laughs> Tara, you. hey. I think you're great.
0: <laughs> Paul, what's on your list for January eats or drinks?
1: Yeah. So uh, I got something to eat or drink that's like also uh, an immersive art experience. Oh. Yeah. This is happening in the Colorado Mills Mall. So, January, let's get back to the mall.
0: <laughs> I mean, there, there's not going to be a ton of people there. So, it's honestly a nice time to go.
1: Uh, maybe. I don't know. I've never thought about that, actually. That's probably right. Get some of that January solitude. Mm-hmm. But apparently, and I have not been to this thing because it just opened. Um, it's a new immersive art experience from a company called Prismagic, which did Natura Obscura a few years ago. Yes. And they have a new thing called Shiki Dreams that is inside the old spooky golf space at the Colorado Mills mall do you know this space brie i have never heard of spooky golf oh really no familiar with colorado mills but not the uh the spooky golf well i guess it was a short lived i don't know short lived like mini golf thing
0: i mean i'll go to anything
1: that's in a mall so was it spooky we'll never know <laughs> but this new thing yeah the okay. new thing is like japanese folklore and it's all about nature so this this whole interior Ooh. space is like divided into different rooms that represent Honestly, this is more your kind of thing, Bree. but like auras and like elements of Japanese folklore physically represented and um, just creative interpretations of nature and light. It looks like lots of local artists, 35 of them, and uh, there's a bar inside. So that's part of it. I like
0: when it has a theme like this that feels a little bit more expanded upon than like what, you know, the Van Gogh immersive, whatever, or the, you know what I mean? There's more interpretation and
1: space. Yeah, well, it's just a it, more of an experience. Like it's just a better one, you know. Yeah. At least it sounds like it. Like I said, I haven't seen it. I just seen pictures, and it it looks very cool. These different rooms. There's characters too. Like apparently, there's a character that carried over from their first thing that they made, this Nature Obscura. So this is like more of an expansion of that character's mind Ooh. and I don't know their whole thing. A yeti.
0: I'm also excited to see the new art, the artist in it because I. I love it, discovering new local artists because then I can like follow their work and find them elsewhere. And that's just one of those things where that's the kind of place where I go to discover somebody I've never seen whose work I've never seen
1: before.
2: It it looks beautiful. Um, to be clear, though, it's not we're not golfing, right? <laughs> not golfing. Just
1: <laughs> just the ghost of spooky golf remains.
2: OK, OK. It's it's gorgeous. Hey, and if they wanted to add a mini golf course, I think it would work.
1: It could. I feel like that's an opportunity for someone to really take like the mini golf format and expand on it with some of these new tools and techniques of the immersive art world. Yeah.
0: What's the one we went to downtown? Urban Putt? Urban Putt. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, it's something new now, or maybe it was something else.
0: Because they could go a little bit. I could see them going a little bit more, leaning into the immersive part a little more. I enjoyed that place,
1: but yeah. Yeah. Go on the immersive. Anyway, Bree? eat or drink January.
0: You know, what's funny is, uh, mine is a place where you do go to eat and drink, but I don't know what I'll be eating and drinking because, uh, I'll be revisiting Domo, which Mm. reopened and, but the menu is much smaller. And so I I love, there was an interview with Gakuhoma, um, the owner in um, the Denver post. And he was just like, Japanese people don't eat sushi and ramen. So don't expect that. (laughs) But, uh, he's got, he's got a smaller version of his, what he calls, I think, country style Japanese food. So there'll be his, uh, curry, udon, shrimp tempura, tofu dishes, but I just don't know what they are yet. And I'm kind of excited to go back and see what he's offering. And I'm excited to go back to Domo. It's such a beautiful restaurant The energy in it, I think, is really special because he's so intentional about people slowing down.
1: Well, let's talk about that. What are you expecting there? Because, like, we should maybe share some of the backstory here.
0: So, Domo is a Japanese restaurant connected to a dojo that this gentleman Gaku Homo has been running both of since the nineties. It's part of. It's kind of in the old West Side, La Alma Lincoln Park area. It was this. It, it is this really gorgeous space on the inside. It's like dark wood. The tables are kind of low to the ground and you sit on pieces like on wood. It's just beautiful. And then there's this gorgeous garden out. That's what I think is its star of the show when you're there in the spring and summer months is this beautiful Japanese garden. But a couple of years ago, someone posted a TikTok about Domo and its popularity. It had that viral explosion where all of a sudden the line was out the door people were pushy about getting in it just like not sort of understanding the nature of domo which is very slow and intentional and like it's an experience to go there and it overwhelmed the space frankly and then covid happened and i think gaku's in his 70s and he does a lot of humanitarian work across the world and so i think he closed it and was like i don't know if i'm gonna reopen it I've got other things I want to do with my life. And then a couple of months ago, he announced, okay, I'm going to reopen. But it's going to be sort of under a new, not a new premise, but just like, this is my approach now. Yeah. I'm really leaning into the intentionality and slowing down of the experience.
2: Bringing it back to its roots. Like, I'm not going to, you know, I don't know. The TikTok thing really overwhelmed the place and, and his servers and his kitchen. And he was like, I'm going to... I'm going to reopen it, but I'm doing it for me, not because the community demanded it or whatever. You know, it's like he's doing it because it's what he wants.
0: Yeah, I think he wants to, but he also just wants to reestablish the feeling that I think a lot of folks went to it for in the first place. Yeah. That's kind of how I took it. That's cool.
2: I'd love to go check that out. It feels like the people who never went to old Casa Bonita. I never went to old Domo, so
0: (laughs) I'll never know. I, well, we should go regardless, Pay, because I think you would really like it. I think you would appreciate the, just the, the approach to food there is very intentional. and, But it's still accessible. It's not super expensive. You know what I mean? It's not quote unquote fine dining. It's just this really special place. And I'm so glad that it's back.
1: It's an interesting place. It's like a microcosm of like where dining has been the last couple of years in some ways. But in other ways, it's entirely unique.
0: It's its own thing. And I think it kind of has existed outside of whatever trends are because he has so much of a, not even a vision, but just like, this is what I wanted the place to feel and look like. I mean, I can, it's so every time I think about it, I can picture walking in the door. I know exactly what it feels like. It's just like, it's something you kind of don't forget. I'm
2: excited that it's back. Nice pick, Brie. That's a good one.
1: I think it's going to be a good month. I think so too. I'm optimistic about it.
2: I thought those were all very solid picks. Good January
0: picks. Easy,
2: smooth, enjoyable.
0: Ease right into the year. Relaxing. Start out slow. Enjoy your puzzles. Enjoy your <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Enjoy your high tea. Have yeah. a nice Japanese dish. Just chill out.
1: And we'll put links to all this stuff in the show notes.
0: Oh yes. And there's always more where that came from in our newsletter, Hey Denver. Peyton gives us ideas for things to do every day of the week. You can sign up for that right now at denver.citycast.fm. Peyton, Paul, thanks so much for joining me. See you next time, Bree. Happy 2024. That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed this show, why not take a minute to tell your new personal trainer about us? Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter and learn more about us at denver.citycast.fm. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See ya. two other personal trainers one was name was excel and one's name was roosevelt